Hello and welcome to the Sister Sista podcast, a guide for young women coming into their own and for the women still trying to figure it out. I'm your host, Trudy. I'm a stay-at-home mom who's building a community for women to uplift each other and feel connected by similar life experiences. We're talking about love, lifestyle, health, relationships, current events, and so much more. So get comfy and listen in. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Sister Sister Podcast. I'm your host, Trudy, and thank you for joining me. This week, I have a guest. I have Aisha with us today on the podcast. So I'm going to have Aisha talk a little bit more about herself, where you can find her, and then we're going to get right into this episode. So how are you doing today, Aisha? I'm doing well. I've been actually really excited to do this, so I'm excited to be on the podcast. Um, thank you for having me. Um, a little about myself. My name is Aisha Madden. I am a American born, um, but I'm a Canadian resident now. My husband is Canadian, so that's how I ended up here. I love Canada okay. um, and I love living here. So shout out to Canada. If you're, <laughs> if you're listening or you don't live here, you should come live with us. Um and what else about me? I love people. I love people. And um, I recently loved and still love being very vulnerable about my everyday life and just the things that I'm experiencing in motherhood, in life in general, career wise. I kind of talk about a lot of different things, personal, mm-hmm. professional development. I also am funny. I think I'm funny. So <laughs> no, you're hilarious. You're hilarious. <laughs> And so I like to do like a little bit of a lot of things. Um, Something interesting about me is I just was recently diagnosed with ADHD. um, And that has been definitely something that I will be sharing more on my platform. But you can find me at More Than a Mama series on Instagram. So I hope to talk with you soon. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm going to put your um, your Instagram in the show notes where you can find Aisha because her content will be giving you the laughs and then also just the relatability. And then when you share your vulnerable side to it, again, it's more relatable and it's just like a breath of fresh air when you kind of see that side to someone else. So I love seeing your platform and like the stuff that you send me and the jokes. So I love it. Yes. Um, so on today's <laughs> episode, we're going to be talking about um, kind of career and motherhood and we're finding work-life balance because you recently did a bit of a change with your mm-hmm. career. So I wanted to get into that and kind of just, because I know some people might be thinking either that they're ready for a change, they don't know how to go about it, um, or they just kind of feel stuck maybe in the mm-hmm. career that they're in and they're just thinking, I'm just going to ride this through until retirement. So yeah. there are different options. So I kind of wanted to talk about that. Um, of course. The person that I wanted to get into um, is like when thinking about a career change, what are the two questions that you should ask yourself before taking that huge leap? Or if you think that there's more questions, definitely elaborate on that. Yeah. But if you can zone in on two, what would those questions be? I think the first question that you need to ask yourself is what do I want my life to look like? And mm-hmm. I think the second question um, that you need to ask is, does my life currently look like that? Okay. And if those two answers kind of don't match up, um, because it's not just about your like career or your lifestyle. I think it's a holistic approach to everything. Like what, what does my life look like holistically? 
where am I working? How am I interacting with my kids? Am I having enough time with my family? All of those things kind of factor and it's just not the place of work. Um, so I definitely say the first question is, what do I want my life to look like? And the second question is, does my life look like that now? And if it's mm -hmm. like totally different answers, then I think that's a huge inclination that you need to make a change. Because if you're saying one thing, but your current reality is another, that is a huge discrepancy. It's not, it's a huge um, shift from one point to the next. And so, but if it does look a little like that, then maybe you just need to make some tweaks. Mm -hmm. And I think a total career change, it might be big in and of itself, but as I did my career change, it's still an education, it's still helping students. So it's not like, you know, I just became a flight, a flight attendant yeah. in my career education. Mind you, you could do that as well. Um, but it doesn't have to be such a drastic move and a drastic change unless you are so impressed that you feel like this is definitely where you're being called to. Because I know there's many people who do the same, do those things like that as well. But it could also just mean a different angle by which you share your expertise that you've gone to school for as well. So that's always another option. Yeah, I was going to just mention that, that it's probably, it might be a good idea to start with maybe like a smaller change, just staying mm -hmm. in the profession that you're in, but just looking for a different role, or maybe even if you work for someone else, just maybe just shifting like what you're doing in that mm -hmm. role, taking on less, if you're trying to figure out that balance between like, as you said, the holistic approach of like, how does my life look at home? How about my personal life away from work? Because I think a lot of people do struggle with like, just work, work, work all the time. And I have to yeah. like do so well at work, but then when they're away from work, their life is just everywhere and chaotic. Mm -hmm. And they, they really struggle with that. Like they do really well at work and succeed, but at home, it's a different picture. So yes. really looking at both aspects, I think is really important. Yeah. For sure. Definitely. Um, and so I kind of wanted to like elaborate a little bit more on your story too. Mm -hmm. of what made you kind of change the position that you're in? You said that you still remained in education, but mm -hmm. what was it for you that said, I, I definitely need a change. And I know that this is a time for me to make a change. Um, I think after I had my son, my son is uh, three years old, but I had him in a pandemic. Um, I think after I had him and then went back after the year of maternity leave, shout out to Canada again for that. Um, <laughs> but I still wasn't ready to go back um, to work. And I just had a hard time really just adjusting to the demand of the particular position I was in. It was a small school. Um, and so there were requirements outside of just teaching. Um, that needed to be taken care of because it was kind of all hands on deck type of experience. And being a young mom and trying to also find time for myself and my husband and my friends, it just wasn't adding up. I was in a deficit. I was in survival mode ever since mm -hmm. I went back um, to teaching. And I could have decided like very well, and what you mentioned earlier, I could have decided, oh, maybe I could just go to another um, school. Maybe that's the that's what I need to do. Maybe it's just a school. Maybe it's just the type of environment. And I didn't actually consider that because I went on a stress leave. So in April of this year, I actually went on a stress leave because I was beyond burnt out. Um, mm -hmm. And I realized that I'm more susceptible to burnout. And that all plays into my recent diagnosis of ADHD. Um, but... So I took that and while I was on this break, I had applied to this position a long time ago. 
And so while I was on the break, they actually said, well, are you still interested? And I'm like, of course I was still interested. Honestly, it was the, the job of my dreams. It still is um, mm-hmm. to be a career coach, to help students like get to where they want to be, resumes, cover letters, all that stuff. It's my jam. And so mm-hmm. I was like, man, I like every single point on this job. Um, and I didn't hear anything. I had applied for like three, four months back. And I was like, okay, well, maybe it just wasn't meant to be. Um, but I actually had a friend who worked there and she was like, well, what was the position? Let me know. I could see if I could recommend you. Long story short, she recommended me. They called me like the next day. I booked the interview and I got the job before the end of my stress leave. And so I went back to school um, in June. And the day I went back to school, I said, I'm leaving. (laughs) I said, I'm here now. Um, but I'm leaving at the end of this year and I'm starting at the new job. And I started at the new job the week after school was over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's been interesting. Change is also hard for me generally. Um, I'm I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't want to take that leave. I mm-hmm. was definitely of the mentality, like you start something, you finish it, you don't quit, just put your head down. You went to school mm-hmm. for this. I thought I was going to retire, just like you said. I thought mm-hmm. I was going to retire in this specific thing because that's just what I went to school for. That's just all I thought of. Yeah. Um, and so I struggled a lot. My friends, family, husband, everybody was like, you need to go on stress leave. You need to go on stress leave. It took me about yeah. a month to finally like realize, okay, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once I did, it just gave me a lot of time to reflect. I got back in therapy, tried to figure out you know, what was actually going on, what caused it and all that stuff. And now we're here today. I'm still, you know, I'm a career coach now. And I just got a text from my boss, not my personal phone, but I just got a message from her. And she said, feel free, everybody to leave early at 2.30 tomorrow to prepare mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving holiday. Like these things, these type of things don't make a difference for me. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not used to that. I'm not used to like, oh, just get off early. Feel free to do. And if you're sick, absolutely don't. They they mean what they said. Because actually mm-hmm. in the interview, I was very upfront about what I needed. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, I don't want to go from one situation to a worse situation or just as a worse situation mm-hmm. as I was in. So I was like, I'm a young mom. Um, I need flexibility. If something happens to my son, I need to be able to pick him up. I said, we're the only people out here, my husband and I. And yeah, it's us. So it's yeah. my husband or I, we have to um, do that. I was like, I'm not a workhorse. I need breaks. Um, and um, I also, yeah, just basically said I need flexibility. I need there to be an advocacy for like mental health and work-life yeah. balance. That's why I'm here because it wasn't balanced. And they were like, okay, okay. I was like, okay, they're saying, okay, okay now, Yeah, but we'll see, like, when is- Are they going to talk, are they going to talk about when is the light going to switch? Exactly. Yeah. And it hasn't. So, like, this is, like, my third month, and I'm still getting messages like this, like, oh, leave early. Why are you still working? Mm -hmm. Go home. Like, even if you're an inkling of sick, take the day, like, Mm -hmm. what are you doing? And then model the same thing to us. So, if they're sick, they're not coming to meetings Mm -hmm. and they're like well if we're telling you to do that we have to do the same Mm -hmm. and it's very serious when they say like it's flexible it's the most flexible job I ever had this is why I'm actually doing this right now in the middle of a work day because Mm -hmm. I can make up my hours the way I want to Mm -hmm. that's honestly amazing um yeah I found that especially after COVID it was 
kind of in between for I think a lot of people like when I talk to like my sisters or family or friends or just mm-hmm. acquaintances where they went back to work and there was a lot of like a bit of a mindset shift and culture shift at their workplace where it's like if you need a mental health day if you need like mm-hmm. that extra or taking off the after afternoon on a Friday if there's a long weekend or an an even longer long weekend so you're having four days off for your long weekend you get the Friday and the Monday or mm-hmm. the Tuesday yeah um, so yeah. I think some careers or some um, workplaces adopted that and then there's some others where it's like they went back and they mm-hmm. just put more work on top of you mm-hmm. and just expected you to roll with it yeah. and didn't realize that people were already burnt out and then yeah. they're coming back into this feeling overwhelmed and dealing with everything from that you know 2020 experience right so it's really good to hear that that I think hopefully other places will slowly um mm-hmm. adopt that as well as they're realizing that people need mental health just breaks you know it's, yeah. there's a lot going on in their home and then at work and then they just need that, their own personal space so it's really mm-hmm. good to hear that um, I want to get into the next one which is um you were talking about change so do you think that there are sometimes feelings of regret or doubt um, after such an, a large change like that, like a major change in career? Yes. So I definitely had um, some thoughts of like regret, like, did I make the right decision? I definitely mm-hmm. thought that earlier on. And then I'm like, no, I had to actually look at the facts and the figures. Yes, I made the right decision. Sorry. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. no yeah. I was saying, no, I did make the right decision. <laughs> um, because I kind of looked back at like what I have versus what I have now versus what I had before. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to have lunch with friends, go and have a two hour lunch with my husband because this is his birthday, pick up my son early to take him to swimming lessons. All of the things that this job is bringing me back. Yeah, it's still stressful. Yeah, there were some growing pains. It was our first time being this team working together. And there's a lot of different things going on, but I had to really just look at the facts Mm-hmm. and not trust my feelings. I do think you should honor your feelings, though, at the same time, and think about, well, why, what, where is this coming from? Why am I regretting it? Is it because I care about what people think? Am I putting too much pressure on myself? Like, kind of become curious about why those feelings come up. I think mm-hmm. they're definitely normal to come up. Like, you may think, oh, well, I was supposed to do this, and now I'm doing something. I know I struggled with that for a while, Um, which is why I didn't take the stress leave, which is why, you know, I hadn't done this any sooner. I've been in the education field 10 years before I made the switch. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I think some of us take more time than others, um, but that's okay. We make the the change when we need to make the change, but I think um, just honoring your feelings and accepting, yeah, you may regret it and you may um be sad because there Mm -hmm. are aspects of my job as an educator that I will miss for Mm -hmm. instance when the first day of school came I had a really hard emotional day because I love the first days of school like Mm -hmm. that is like I'm just excited it's something new and I just was driving past the school and I just started crying yeah because I'm going to miss the first day of school right and in the capacity that it was right And so I think you need to give yourself some time to mourn also that it Mm -hmm. wasn't all bad and it wasn't all good at the same time, but you need to, you need to realize what that is and just honor that. I had a tough Mm -hmm. day. I called, I talked to my husband. I was like, this is how I'm feeling. I talked to friends and I was able to make it through, but Mm -hmm. that's because I, I didn't resist it. 
yeah. I just I just kind of sat in it for what it was and then eventually it passed oh that's really interesting that's like thanks for sharing that because I think sometimes it's important to realize like you can you're gonna have the good with the bad when you have mm-hmm. your career those days where I know when I would come home from work and I would just be like in the grumpy smooth like it was this it was terrible mm-hmm. And then I also had the highlights, like amazing highlights from my working mm-hmm. day. And it was po- it's possible to have both. And to also, when I left work and became a full-time stay-at-home mom, I did have like, I lost a part of me. Like, yeah. And you, you don't like, nothing else is filling that gap, but it's like, I lost that part of me. And I have to realize that mm-hmm. that kind of part of my life is, is over for right now. And I yeah. think when you're doing transitions in work, or you're quitting a job, like you have to realize that too, you're going to probably miss or just, as you said, mourn that part yeah. of, of losing that job or, or or leaving that job. It's definitely very yeah. real. And one thing that I definitely agree to and describe and, and to is that you can change at any time. If you made the change and you don't like it, you can change that. Like if Mm -hmm. you decide, well, maybe that wasn't the best thing and maybe I should go back to that place or it depends on what the issues are or maybe I should find another place that is similar to that exact role. You can always start again anytime you want. And I think that's we kind of need that type of flexibility to know that I'm not stuck in anything. So that's kind of something that is always in my mind. Like I can change at any time. Yes, I'm 33 years old, but I'm still alive. Like there's still a possibility that I can change, which has made me more open to Mm -hmm. other changes in my life in other areas now that I've made this change. Yeah, and I think that's actually a really interesting point because I think the younger generation, like my sisters who are in like their 20s, and I'm hearing more and more that people who are in their 20s are, they're just rotating out of Mm -hmm. jobs where it's like they'll go into a position and it's like if it doesn't suit their needs and like they can get that balance they're signing up they're saying I'm going to the next on to the next one on to the next one but I find for myself in my 30s I found it so hard and I was like okay this was my profession I found the you know the cookie cutter job I Mm -hmm. found the job I'm going to stay here and Mm -hmm. I'm not even though it's hard or I've had like a bad day like I am staying here and it took like a long while for me to just be like, I need to have flexibility. I need to find mm-hmm. a different workplace where they allow X, Y, Z, because this yeah. one isn't, they're not doing that for me and it's okay to leave. And it does, it took me so much time to get to that point of saying, it's okay yeah. to leave. It's okay to leave. But you get so, I don't know, just crippled and you're just so fearful mm-hmm. of that yeah. change. And it just holds you back. <laughs> it does hold you back. But yeah. now it's just like, Again, just hearing that more people are doing that, where it's like, just go for the flexibility. What's mm-hmm. the worst that can happen? Like you're leaving yeah. the situation and maybe you're in a toxic situation and you don't realize how toxic it could be until you're on the other side of that. So yeah, flexibility, there can be change. You never know what's on the other side. It's true. And that's why I love Gen Z. Like I kind of envy them a little bit because <laughs> they are no nonsense and they are just like, they're signing working off. for me. Peace out. And I wish some of us like had that in the beginning, but I think also like in our generation, and I was just talking with my husband about this, is that it was a big push for us to be educated. We were the generation where it was like, go get the degree. Everybody get to yeah. college, no matter by any what? means necessary, get to college and be successful. And we were that drive now. But now in Gen Z, you see YouTubers making all this money. You see people who are content creators. There's so many more 
avenues by which to become successful that mm-hmm. they're just like I can figure it out. if this is not going to work I can do this I could do oh, that yeah. and they're just more open-minded because there are definitely more opportunities um presented to them whereas mm-hmm. we were just like college is open all the millennials Everyone. get into college like right now and we so I'm it. glad for them. I really love them. I think they're my second favorite generation besides the millennials, obviously, <laughs> but they are no nonsense and they don't have time for foolishness. And I wish Definitely. all of us would ascribe to that as well. Mm-hmm. Yovia, like the most recent reel that you posted of like signing off or just like looking for your, <laughs> looking for your second job right oh, after. Yeah. And I mean, like they're not, they're, they are not, they will do that just like literally right in front of you like my boss yes. just said something mean to me they're about to go look for oh, a new yeah. job <laughs> so it's I true. love that about, about Gen Z like they're just they're breaking the mold and just like constantly reinventing themselves like they're not scared yes. of that they yes. are just they're not scared of failure and saying I'm gonna try something new I'm gonna try something new so I love yes. that about them like for us I mean my gosh it would take us 10-15 years to say yep. I'm gonna go look for a second job <laughs> exactly it's so, exactly happened to me I'm yeah. exhibit a <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah. yeah and then still we're like I don't know I don't know, I know. still so yep. apprehensive but they're just like just do it just go for it. I know me, me, so everybody I needs a gen z everybody oh, needs we do. A gen z you need that gen z like cheerleader um yeah that's so. right <laughs> I wanted to get a little bit into the motherhood aspect of it mm-hmm. um so when it comes to like adopting change or having change from like your te- doing being in education and like motherhood, when did you know that there that it was necessary to change? Like, were you seeing anything on the aspect of like your motherhood and saying yeah. okay, the education is this is affecting my motherhood? I need to I need to change. Yeah, well, definitely. I was coming home totally exhausted. I was giving my job everything and I was giving my family what was left. I was very short tempered. I was just exhausted. I couldn't even, you know, really barely do anything with my son. And that just frustrated me because I have always been about like family first and doing all this stuff. And I'm like, this is not aligned with what I want for Mm -hmm. myself. And I think that's when I knew, like, I just can't be giving my family what's left of me. It needs to be the other round, other way around. Like I need to be able to give my family this and then I could pour out to other people, but I need to fill my cup at the same time. And I didn't have time to do all those things. And so now I do have those time and I see the difference. My son Mm -hmm. and I are connecting more. My husband and I are able to like work together throughout the day. We don't have to get a babysitter half the time because we can go out for lunch and, and that's fine. So it created a lot more time with Mm -hmm. all the people I love including me like including just time to myself Mm -hmm. um and so I think it was definitely yeah it was an adjustment I needed overall and I guess like in in this day and age like we're finding a lot more of like working from home or just Mm -hmm. the moms who are doing being a working mom and finding that combination and would you have any advice for those moms who are coming home and they're like the short-tempered and they're just like they just don't have the cycles or they just don't have the capacity, what would be like some advice that you would give them if they're in that current season and they're just like, they're losing it. They need to get like a grasp right now. I would tell them and their employees might not like it. Employers might not like this, but I would say do less. 
Um, I think a lot of the things that we do in our, our jobs are not necessary. Um, and sometimes we are giving ourselves that much more effort and that much more extraness that we don't need to do. Um, so I kind of had to reevaluate some of the things that I was doing. When I stopped doing some of those things, they're extra. They're not my job um, mm -hmm. specifically. When I stopped doing those things, what happened? Everything continued on. So if you are stuck in a particular situation and you can't get out of it right away, start doing less. Start doing less. Start mm -hmm. find, Start resourcing some things. If you are having trouble like finding resources, go, if you're in a teacher position, I would say go to Teachers Pay Teachers. Find some other friends or find some other people that can give you lesson plans. Use AI. Like there's so mm -hmm. many different things out here that um, you can start doing. Once you start doing less, then I want you to do more of something that you love um, because we all need an outlet. And if we're already working at a burnout, we can't do the things that we love. We don't even have a desire to. Um, and that was something I didn't have either. So once I started doing less, I just started small by like taking walks or even during this time I was exercising, like I had a personal trainer and stuff like that. Um, but do small things, small ways um, of what can give you like that dopamine boost or their serotonin boost that is talked about a lot. And something that I'm actually really working on natural ways of just boosting up my spirit. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, do less of your job. Look at the things and say, is this a requirement of my job position or is this something mm -hmm. I can do away with? Yeah. Do I need to make the perfect bulletin board? Do I need to have five, six, seven different examples of how to do this one thing? Like, how can I downside? How can I downsize? How can I make it work for me in this current season while I'm maybe trying to transition out of it? Mm -hmm. That's really yeah. good advice. Even though, as you said, employees may not may not want may not want to hear it, but it is they, sometimes they might less. not. I'm yep. just going back to saying, like, what were the job requirements? Because sometimes I think when you get into some job positions, mm -hmm. they slowly start to just mm -hmm. pile more work onto you. And you're just kind of say, OK, or maybe they'll give you a little bit of a raise and you're like, you're taking out a lot more work. And you need to sometimes just pump your brakes and say, OK, we need to kind of go back because I need to make sure that I have time for my family. That's the priority. And then I have a work and I'm not finding that balance right now and also time for myself. So I think right. what's also really important, too, is to remember to to kind of to speak up for ourselves and not mm -hmm. just let our employer kind of take the reins and kind of just direct us instead of just saying, this is, I need to make sure that I have my personal life, my family life and my work life yeah. and I'm not finding that balance. So always make sure that you kind of, you speak up for yourself and like your needs and what yes. you want, because when you're burnt out, you're burnt out. And yeah, we have nothing else to give when we're at that mm -hmm. state. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I definitely agree that we're our own after advocate I started saying no a lot and people were people may have been upset with me but I didn't really care at that point because I didn't have anything else to give at that point so I started saying no I started realizing that you know there were some things not a part of my job description and if you're asking me that gives me an option that I can say no like mm -hmm. can you do this will you do no I will not thank you for asking <laughs> um it's not a delegation you're asking me of it. So then I have a choice in whether I say yes or no. And yeah, that's how it I works. love that. I literally <laughs> love that. You're asking me? No. But sure. thank you so no, asking. exactly. 
it's just it's as easy as that but I love that I love saying no I know I talk yes, about a lot yes me too it's my favorite I mean we get so you get so much energy after it's like oh am I gonna say yes and you already just you already you already know what you've signed up for when you've said yes and your energy is gonna go down you don't really want to do it you start mm-hmm. to just have like a negative outlook a negative yep you know, just everything when you're already upset about being work and you just signed up for something else, you're just, mm-hmm. you're stretched too thin, you know? So yep. imagine if you just had, had said no and you take, you have taken so much more off of your plate and you have mm-hmm. more time to do the leisurely stuff that you wanted to do that you've been putting right. on for so long. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a beautiful if they're thing asking you, you have a choice friends. Yes. <laughs> just know that if they're asking you a question, there are always different options to choose. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's not just one way. Um, mm-hmm. so is there anything else that you want to tell the listeners, any other advice when it comes to, um, career change, finding that work-life balance, finding that balance between, um, your motherhood and going to work? Any last yeah. I would just say, make sure you know what you want out of life. Like kind of going back to what I said in the beginning, I want you to envision, maybe even like do a vision board of this is what I want my life to, life to look at look like. So whether that's you cutting out some things from a magazine and like, oh, this mm-hmm. looks happy, this makes me happy. Um, kind of envision what where you are at your happiest. Um, so that's like a question I asked today in the stories. I said, I'm happiest when, and people gave me, you know, different answers when I'm eating with my, with my family or when I'm not with my family, depending on the day, (laughs) a lot of people Mm -hmm. are answering truthfully. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so I want you to think about when are you most happiest? Mm -hmm. Are you happy when you're helping others? Are you happy when you're doing a craft or DIY project? Are you happiest when you're with your kid? And that's okay Mm -hmm. if that's that's your world. I love that. Um, Are you happiest when you're with your husband? Are you happiest reading a book, snuggled up on the couch with a nice uh, cup of tea or coffee? Like envision it. Really take the time to see what it is because I, I believe in my heart of hearts that we should not live any less than what we desire. Um, Mm -hmm. for ourselves and if we're finding that we're living less than that then we have to change it accordingly what is your not perfect because life is not perfect but what would make you most happy and what would make you the most able to influence others to be their happiest as well Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's not just about us personally but also how do we want to help other people envision that as well I, I enjoy helping people the best in this area, whether it's uh, providing them resources, helping them in the classroom, whatever that is, how do you want to help? Because we're all here for a purpose and a reason, and we have to fulfill that. Mm-hmm. That is our God-given right. So we have to fulfill that. We have to make a way by which we can do that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that could also be like a red flag if like no part of your career brings mm-hmm. you any happiness. That might yep. be the time to start to like rethink, okay, where do I find my most fulfillment? Where do I feel like I'm pursuing something that has purpose? And you can kind of sit down and go back to the drawing board. Um, But that may be a bit of a red flag of like, I'm absolutely not happy and I dread going to work. And I know a lot of people say that, or maybe for our generation, it was like, you don't have to be happy about where you work. But again, I think Mm -hmm. that shift is happening where it's like, you can find joy and purpose and what you're doing and it can be something where you where you get paid but that's your job um so that's something to look at 
Yeah, sure. for sure. I'm glad. I'm glad the shift is happening because mental health is important. Very oh my gosh. important. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've seen so many times where it's like people now it's like their life is happening. Right. And it's not stopping because of work. So you're seeing people who are just like breaking down and just having mm -hmm. a really hard time. Yeah. And sometimes I think before people would just say, Oh, it's like, just, you know, let them be in, but it's, it's changing. Like you have other people mm -hmm. going to like console that person and just like, even just give them a hug if they want to yeah. hug or just, you yeah. know, you want to talk or whatever it is, or if they have some type of resource at, um, your employer provides some type of a resource for you where you can seek help. Um, so I think that shift is happening where people are noticing like mental health is very impactful and it mm -hmm. like we go through our emotions every single day and we yeah. bring that with us to work and then we also bring mm -hmm. our work home. Yeah. Right. So no matter yeah. what we try to do, they do intertwine and they, they will. Intertwine. There's no way that you can totally separate everything and compartmentalize everything in your life. Oh no, it, it, one of the, they both bleed into the other, mm -hmm. right? So we take parts of it. We, we may not realize that we're projecting our anger on our child because like we had something yes. really difficult at work or like, you just mm -hmm. don't want to talk. And I remember there's even, I don't know if this still happens to a lot of people, but you have this moment of like, you just decompress mm -hmm. when you, when you leave work and you just have to like, try to decompress as much as yes. you can. Mm -hmm. So yeah, oh, that was me. <laughs> it's a struggle <laughs> or you just yeah or the emotion the emotions just come out you know the emotions just yep. come out and you had to figure out a way of of dealing with that without it being okay after every single day I'm gonna drink I'm gonna have yes. a glass of wine exactly you, know? so you had to find some way of navigating that and kind of strategies because you don't want to turn into let me find a coping mechanism of like let me like smoke or let me like yeah. drink or let me just snack or sit and veg you yeah have that's productive and that's going to like fill you with fulfillment instead of make you just kind of cover up that feeling so yeah that's about two cents um, yes I, a great I two cents thank you I want to thank you Aisha so much for coming on to this mm -hmm. episode and just telling us um you know from your experience and from your point of view about finding work-life balance especially from like an educator's point of view I really appreciate that um and yes I want to thank you so much for being on and I'm excited for this episode to come out. <laughs> yeah, me too. Thanks for having me. No, I love doing podcast episodes, so I love talking. <laughs> so this is this is good for me. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Sister Sister Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review and share with a friend. Want to be more social? Give us a follow on Instagram at Sister Sister Podcast. Can't wait to catch up with you in the next episode.